0: Welcome to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast, your source for everything you need to go from unfocused wantrepreneur to action-taking, money-making entrepreneur. Now, your host, Brian Lofermento. Hello, hello and happy featured Friday and also happy last day of September if you're listening to this on the day that it's released. If not, happy October. Fall is officially here in New England, and I'm excited for everything that fall is going to bring, as well as my upcoming fall travel schedule. So just to give you all a heads up so you know where the heck in the world I am, right now I'm here in Boston, but in a couple weeks I'm off to Phoenix, Arizona, and then I'll be out in the West for two weeks as I'll be road tripping with a really good friend of mine from Phoenix, Arizona to Salt Lake City, Utah. Don't know any of the stops just yet, but I know for a fact that it's going to be an absolute blast. And of course, these are things that are only afforded to me because of entrepreneurship. So entrepreneurship means the world to me and it means the world to me that you are also interested in it. And that's why you're here listening to the podcast today. So I want to start the episode off by just reading a couple of reviews that I got over the past week or so on iTunes, just to give a shout out to listeners of the podcast and people who are leaving ratings and reviews because I'm super appreciative of those, so I wanna give those shout outs. Colin Beach wrote, Brian Lofermento knows his stuff. Read his book, listen to his podcasts, and you will be all set. Colin, thank you so much for the review. Thank you so much for listening in. Jeff508, he also rated us five stars and wrote, Inspiring can't wait for more of these. Jeff, super pumped to have you as a listener. Thanks for taking the time to leave that review. And Jeff, I also spoke to on the phone after he left the review, because if any of you listening want to hop on a 15-minute phone call with me, I call them laser sessions. If you want to hop on a laser session with me where we can just dive in and talk about your quickest path to 10K a month in your business, whatever your business type is, whatever your industry is, I can give you kind of the proven framework that I use with all of my students. And I hopped on the phone with Jeff and I will say I am so excited to see what's to come in Q4 of 2016 and all of 2017 for Jeff. His business is really going to take off. So Jeff, I can't wait to have you on the podcast as a featured guest one day. So thank you again for those reviews. And if you want to hop on a phone call, like I said, hop on over to iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review or whatever you feel the rating should be. Type some something in there and then drop me an email. So my email address is just hello at imetbryan.com. Now that you've met me here on the podcast, just email me at hello at imetbryan.com. Tell me you left a rating and review. Tell me a little bit about your business and we can hop on the phone for 15 minutes and I'm happy to help you out. I love hearing from podcast listeners and subscribers. So with all of that out of the way, let me talk to you about today's episode. Because I know back in episode seven, I did an entire episode about how to build your personal brand without hiring a brand specialist. Because the truth is, we all are our own brands. I mean, I'm a brand, you're a brand. Listening to this, you may not be a well-defined brand just yet, and you may not have made many decisions about what your brand stands for just yet, but you are a brand. I mean, people who know you, they view you as a brand. They think of you as kind or compassionate or not very kind, (laughs) whatever it is, you have a brand perception out there in the market. And the market doesn't just mean the business place, it means your relationships in life. Everybody is a walking, talking, personal brand. So episode seven, I talked a lot about how I've built my personal brand and how you can do the exact same thing. But today's featured Friday, It's fun for me because, and that's why I love Featured Fridays, because on Mondays, it's all about mindset and motivation. On Wednesdays, it's all about the actual business tactics. But on Fridays, I get to talk to you about the things that also really matter when it comes to growing your business. And one of those things is finding your own voice, finding your voice. It's so important. And one of the things that I've overwhelmingly realized when I launched this podcast and when I published my book at the end of 2015 and in any of the marketing videos and marketing emails that I send out, everyone always replies to me and they say, I love your voice. I feel like I know you just in reading your work, just in hearing you on the podcast, just in seeing you on video. How did you find your voice? It seems so natural. It seems so you. And it's true. And it's, it's something that, yes, I do definitely take it for granted and I play it up as if it's easier than it really is. But I understand that finding your voice Is actually a really difficult thing to master and for me it's taken I mean I've been an entrepreneur for almost 10 years since the day I turned 19 really is when I started my first business or 18 so I've been an entrepreneur for almost 10 years and at first I was guilty of not finding my voice so my very first business when I was 18 when I was a freshman in college was a t-shirt apparel company And I did what everybody else was doing. I I felt like if you were a t-shirt apparel company, you had to speak a certain way, you had to position your products in a certain way. So it wasn't as fun or it wasn't as outgoing as I am personally. It wasn't my voice. I was really just copying what I saw other t-shirt brands were doing. And here's a really good quote that I want to read. It's, it's a word of advice from Frank Kern, who's one of the greatest marketers of our generation. And he said, we become magnetic to the people we want by being repulsive to the people that we don't want. Now, I personally, my personal brand and my voice, I don't like the word repulsive. That's not necessarily my angle. It's definitely not my MO or mode of operation. It's definitely not something that I aim to be. But I really understand that when you find your voice, you start attracting your tribe, you attract your people. So finding your voice is very important. And I wanna preface this by saying, finding your voice isn't about you know, your verbal voice, the voice that we hear. It's not about my voice that you hear coming through your headphones. It's about the words that I choose. It's about my emails. So every single email that I send, that's part of my voice. Every single Facebook post that I make, that's part of my voice. Every single video or marketing communication, every single thing that I do contains my voice. And same with you, everything that you're doing is containing either your voice or somebody else's. So today I'm gonna walk you through how to find your own voice because powerful things happen when you find your own voice. For me, it's really allowed me to resonate in my marketplace. So people, they eagerly and excitedly and anxiously sign right up for all of my programs because when they see my marketing communication, I don't sound, that that came out weird, I don't sound like anybody else out there in the market because I'm the only one that can be me. And that's why finding your voice is so powerful. Because if you're sitting there listening to this podcast today and you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, there's so many other people that are doing whatever it is that you're doing. So if you're a lawyer, you're thinking, oh my gosh, there's so many other lawyers in the market, why would anyone come to me? The truth is, you are the only you on this planet. Nobody can do things the way that you can do them. You are the only one in the world that can be you. You're the only one that can do it in the way that you can do it. So that's why if you find your voice and you embrace your voice and you project your voice out into the marketplace, not only as a business owner, but also in your everyday life, you're going to start attracting people to you. Because if you are a lawyer, and I'm glad that I picked the random example of a lawyer because it's so easy to pick on lawyers because a lot of them never find their own voice. They stick to the voice that they hear so many other lawyers using. I mean, I can already think. So here in the Boston market, we've got this one commercial, and I don't know if these are national commercials, but it's this one lawyer. His name is Jim Soklov. And hopefully for some of you, you've seen these commercials, so you can laugh at this, but I'm gonna do the worst impression of it. Now, Jim Soklov, super successful lawyer. I mean, this guy probably rakes in millions of dollars a year, but it's mainly because he's got a massive marketing machine behind him. But I see so many lawyers trying to copy him, and his commercials go something along the lines of this. Hi, I'm Jim Soklov. I fix problems. And if you've been in a car accident or you've faced medical malpractice, give me a call at one 800 call Jim." And that's it. It's literally just like the most lawyer speak ever. He's got a straight face. He doesn't smile or anything. And that's fair play to him. I mean, that's Jim Sokolov's voice. No one else can do it just like him. But the problem is, because he's so successful, because his commercials are all over TV, and he's so saturated within this market, I see so many lawyers trying to copy his voice. I mean, back when I was a website designer, I used to work with lawyers, and I saw them initially trying to copy his voice and copy his images, Because remember, images are part of your voice. Images are projections, or pictures of you are projections of what you look like and what you stand for and what you actually are like. So, so many lawyers try to copy Jim Sokolov. And it's funny, I remember these two very young lawyers that I met through the Chamber of Commerce, and they were clients of mine back in 2013. And they're a recently married couple, so a guy and a girl, and they were probably in their late 20s. And at first, all of their marketing lingo was trying to be like Jim Sokolov. It was very serious. When in fact, in real life, they were two very fun, always laughing, very funny people. And so quickly, we helped them work through the process of finding their own voice. Because especially when you make a website, you want your website to really epitomize your voice because nobody can do it like you can do it. So it's really important to find your voice, especially when I was 24 or 23 and I started my web design agency with a business partner. At first, we didn't know what our voice was. We started our company under the brand name of New Gen Consultants because we viewed ourselves as the new generation. But the funny thing is we started acting like the old generation. We were doing very black and white proposals. We were projecting ourselves in a certain way and we were using kind of old school marketing lingo and very serious and we realized we looked at each other one day and we were like hey we're two 23 year old dudes that everybody loves when they talk to why is this not coming across in our marketing and that's when we just embraced our voice and you can probably see my voice because it's so refined over almost a decade of doing this i say things like dudes I say totally a lot. I say I'm super excited. I say super a lot. So I say different things like that. Whereas when I started out as an entrepreneur, those were not words that I used because between business school and seeing other businesses, I had been trained and so many of us have been trained into thinking, oh, you can't say totally, you can't say wicked, you can't say awesome in certain settings. But the truth is, that's my voice. I mean, I'll probably never be able to get the Boston out of me. I'll always say that things are wicked cool or wicked excited. And that's just part of who I am. And it's so funny because in my marketing, I stand out because of that. And I'm memorable because of that. And everybody knows, oh, Brian's from Boston. He talks like that. You know, he's always super excited about things. That's who he is. And you can you can feel it in his marketing. You can feel it in his podcasts. You can feel it in his books. You can feel it in his programs when you work with him. So I've embraced my voice and I'm going to walk you through how you can find your voice. And like I said, it's a hard thing to teach, but it's an even harder thing to master. But I'm going to hopefully get you closer to that. So the key to finding your voice, in my opinion, is first you need to sit down and ask yourself, what the heck do I stand for? What the heck do I stand for? And in my case, I sat down one day years ago and I listed a lot of things that I stand for. And I'll just give you a sneak peek into some of them without kind of going through all of the finding your own voice work that I did. So for me, I stand for a lot of different things. I stand for entrepreneurship because I think that entrepreneurship changes the lives of not only the entrepreneurs themselves, but the people around them, the people they interact with. As an entrepreneur, I think my life has impacted a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Not only mine, not only my customers, not only my clients, but also I think entrepreneurship has impacted people who I know personally because it's impacted my views of the world. I'm more accepting. I'm, I'm less judgy, so I'm pretty much judgment-free these days. I'm very encouraging as a result of entrepreneurship because through entrepreneurship, I learned that anything is possible. So even in my day-to-day life, when I meet people who say, oh, I wish I could get an A on that exam, oh, I wish I could do really well on my GMATs or my SATs, I'm super encouraging to them. So entrepreneurship has created that environment where I can encourage other people. So I'm a big proponent for entrepreneurship. I think more people, even if they don't feel like they're ready, they should dive in because they're going to learn more about not only business, but most importantly, they're going to learn more about themselves than they will through any other means. What else do I stand for? I stand for giving value to people. I think that the world would be a much better place if we all just committed to giving value to each other. I don't think that competition really exists. I don't think there's any competitors in life. I think that life is not a zero-sum game. I think we can all win. And that's why one of my favorite quotes in life is that a rising tide lifts all boats. A rising tide lifts all boats. That's how I really feel about entrepreneurship in life. So you can see that I've sat down and I've asked myself the question of what do I stand for? Now the benefit of that is because I've put so much thought into what's upstairs in my head, like what am I actually thinking about, what actually matters to me, when I speak about these topics, you can see how easily these things flow off my tongue. You can see how passionate I am about these topics because I've put intentional thought behind what is it that I stand for so not only within the podcast not only within my emails not only within my marketing does this stuff stand out but pretty much everything that i do because i'm clear about my personal voice and what i stand for people can see that passion and excitement because those are things that i stand for now i'm not saying you have to stand for all of these same things take ryan Stuman, for example so if you're not familiar with ryan Stuman, He, I respect him so much as an entrepreneur, super successful, multiple millions of dollars a year in revenue, and he's a former convict, so he spent a lot of time in jail, and he talks about his story a lot, and I respect Ryan so much because we have drastically different voices. I view Ryan as having the exact opposite voice from what I have, but we both stand for a lot of the same things. Ryan Steumann also believes that you should give value in the marketplace, but that's not one of his pillars of what he stands for necessarily. And if it is, then he goes about it in his own voice. He goes about it in a different way. So even though we stand for the same thing, our voices are very different concerning those topics. So Ryan, for example, he swears all the time. You can't watch a single Ryan Stuman video or listen to a podcast or go to his Facebook without seeing him swearing. And for him, that attracts a very different audience than what i attract for example because our voices attract the people that we're meant to attract now for example based on the way that i am based on my personality my voice typically attracts and i'm not just talking about my verbal voice i'm talking about my emails my marketing my facebook posts my voice attracts people who are very kind and generous and giving and they're really committed to giving value in the marketplace Now, Ryan Stuman, on the other hand, he brands himself as the hardcore closer, and he's constantly swearing, and he's saying things like, if you're not making money, if you're not selling people, if you're not closing people, you're not an entrepreneur, so get out of here. And I mean, Ryan's not a mean dude, Ryan's a nice dude, it's just that that's his voice. So he attracts a very different audience from what I attract. Ryan's audience is primarily made up of real estate agents and and brokers and mortgage lenders who are all about closing people and closing money, and money is the main motivator there. So we stand for similar things, but you can see just because our voices are so different, we attract very different people. And when it comes to your business, it's so important to figure out what is your voice. And a lot of people, and I was guilty of this back when I was 23 and 24 years old, I felt like I had to have a neutral voice that would attract everybody. I felt like I needed a neutral voice that would attract small business owners, bigger businesses, corporations, companies. I felt like I needed a neutral voice. And so I was always afraid of putting myself out there and saying things like dude and totally and super because (laughs) To be honest, that's how I speak in my day-to-day life, and you know that by now through this podcast, but I felt like I couldn't say those things within a boardroom when meeting with a CEO because they wouldn't wanna work with us at that point. But it's so silly to have that thought because if someone doesn't wanna work with you for who you actually are, then I promise you, and this is a huge business lesson that I've learned, if they don't wanna work with you because of who you really are, then you don't wanna work with them. It's not going to be fun for you it's a really great way to get burned out it's a great way to have not ideal client relationships so you want to attract the people who want to work with you because of you because of who you are and what you stand for and what your real authentic voice is so like i said the first question to ask yourself is what do i stand for the second question though is what do i stand against And a lot of people make the mistake of not asking themselves that question. What do I stand against? It's great to stand for things. It's absolutely great to stand for things. But you also need to stand against things so that you have even more clarity about who you are as a person and what your voice really sounds like. So for me, I stand against get-rich-quick schemes. Do I think that it's possible to make a lot of money in a short amount of time absolutely i know that for an absolute fact i've seen a lot of my students do it but that's completely different from get rich quick schemes i am so opposed i am so against to those online advertisements that say click one button if you can copy and paste then you can make $100,000 on the internet this year or you can make $3,000 a month by just copying and pasting these ads to craigslist i am against those things and why am i against those things because I don't think that they actually give value in the marketplace. I think they're sleazy, I think they're scammy. And in my opinion, one of the things that I stand for is being proud of what we do in this life. And that's why I stand against those things because if I was doing that, I don't think I could be proud of those things. And even if I was ever to make a lot of money using some of those get-rich-quick schemes, I wouldn't be proud of it. So that's why I stand so against those things. And because I stand against those things, and because it's such a core part of my voice and a core part of my messaging, I don't attract those people. Because think about it, if those people are listening, just use this podcast episode as an example, if they're listening, then I just, I just, repelled them all away from me because i just outright said i don't stand for those things so that's why it's important i'd probably bang my head against the wall if every day when i woke up i had to work with those types of people so it's so important for me and for you to figure out your own voice and what it is that you stand for my my favorite question when it comes to finding your own voice is asking yourself this question what do i believe the world needs more of what do I believe the world needs more of? These are big, big questions. If, By the way, if you want to see these questions listed out, just head on over to the show notes page at thewantrepreneurshow.com because on the show notes page, I'll list out all of these questions that I'm telling you to walk through. When you ask yourself, what do I believe the world needs more of? That's when you're really getting at. What would the ideal world be? Who is it that I want to attract? What are my shared beliefs with people that I want to attract? And on that note, actually, let me use a great example. So Jonathan Fields is one of the entrepreneurs that I respect the most in this world. And Jonathan Fields started this company called The Good Life Project. Now, The Good Life Project is a super cool company where Jonathan Fields teaches entrepreneurs not only how to grow a successful business, but how to grow it in a life that it complements grow it in a way that complements the good life. So how do you grow a business and love life at the same time? And 400 entrepreneurs every single summer pay Jonathan $1,000 just to go to summer camp and learn from him for a week. So I go to his camp every single year. So 400 entrepreneurs pay him $1,000 because we believe in what Jonathan stands for. Now, Jonathan has something called the Good Life Project Living Creed, And it's kind of like a manifesto where Jonathan goes through and he put down on paper all of the things that he stands for. And it so incredibly displays Jonathan's voice and what his beliefs are. And when you read through it, if if you're the type of person who he wants to attract, it will resonate with you. So let me just read a couple of things from his living creed, and I'm going to link to the entire thing from the show notes page. Here are just some things. Don't try to be different, own the fact that you already are. Be fierce with your time, but generous with your heart. Ritualize the mundane to make room for the brilliant. Have a strategy, but be open to serendipity. The best things in life are rarely planned. Genius begins with a burning question What's yours? Don't confuse genuine peace of mind with the passing lack of angst that follows the demise of a dream but precedes a mounting wave of regret. Easy is not always right. When you align what you do with who you are, you'll become what you need to be. Build a tribe. People matter. So you can see, I mean, all of these things. Clearly, that's not my voice. I mean, you've never heard me speak that way, especially the part about passing lank of angst that follows the demise of a dream. I don't speak that way, but that's Jonathan's voice. Jonathan has cornered that segment of the population, that segment of the market. Nobody can do, even if you and I started a copy of The Good Life Project We don't have that voice, that's not our voice. We'll never be able to do it the way that Jonathan Fields does it. Now the cool thing about Jonathan, why I respect him so much, is he embraces this. He's sat down and put a lot of intentional thought behind what his voice is. So I really respect Jonathan and that's what draws me so much to his business. So the last thing that I wanna help you out with, because I know we're 24 and a half minutes into this podcast episode, is I wanna talk to you about how the heck you can find your voice once you start coming up with the answers to these questions. The first thing I invite you to do is write a lot and start viewing your emails and your blog posts and your Facebook posts, even just private documents that you write for yourself. Write all the time and write in your voice. Use the words that you use on a daily basis. Don't try to copy somebody else. Don't try to implement things that you've seen somebody else do. Just write as you. It's totally you. You are the only one that can be you. So embrace that voice. But here's the biggest way that I invite you to explore your own voice. Sit in front of your computer. Turn the webcam on. Go to Google Hangouts and record it. Or if you've got a Mac product, go to Photo Booth. Whatever it is find a way to record from your webcam and then just sit in front of your computer just you and your webcam and start talking start talking about what it is that you want to do so for me for example i would sit down and talk about entrepreneurship if you're a lawyer sit down and talk about why you believe everybody needs a living will like what are the actual impacts what do you stand for when it comes to your area of law If you're a business coach or a health coach, let's use health coaches as an example, sit down and talk about what it means to be healthy. What do you stand for? What do you stand against? Just you and the webcam, totally unscripted. I feel like so many people, they preach preparation. And it's so funny because all my life, I've preached the exact opposite. I love being unscripted. I love not having a script. I love being unprepared. Every major speech that I've ever done in my life It's been the first time that I've ever said it out loud. Now, of course, I prepare in my head. I'm not saying just go in totally unprepared. You have to think about it and you have to have a general direction, but I love just letting the words flow. And that's why all of these podcast episodes are totally unscripted. You just get the real me. I sit down, I hit record, and I start talking because that's how you get the realest version of me. So do that on video. Just be totally unscripted and start talking and start Because then, when you record it, you can start going back and listening to it and start paying attention to things like what words do I say? So, for me, I know that I say, and I've already alluded to it, I know that I say things like totally and super all the time. I love adjectives, I love adverbs. I use them a lot in my day to day speech. It's a pattern that I see anytime I listen to a recording of myself or anytime I watch a video of myself. Those are the patterns that I see. I love adjectives. I love adverbs. So I use them. I embrace them. I use them in my emails. Even though a lot of people, they advise you, they say, you know, cut out the adverbs, cut out the redundant adjectives. Why use three words when you could use one? But for me, it's part of my voice. It's part of my passion. It's part of my excitement. So I always use the words that show that. So find your voice, go on video, start looking for patterns in what you sound like when you're unscripted, when you're the real you. That's my invitation to you is just sit down, be okay with being unprepared and just talk about things and record it so you can go back and see what your voice is really like when you're the realest version of you. It's definitely not an easy skill to master, finding your own voice, but it's so essential. And I promise you, when you find your own voice, your marketing is going to go to the next level. Your messaging is going to resonate with your perfect customers and clients. You're really going to start having results. And most importantly, you're going to start attracting the right people for you and for your business. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. If you really liked what you saw, I would absolutely love and hugely, hugely appreciate if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes of the show. Type in the comments box there. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know where you're at in your business and what's holding you back because I read every single comment and I'll incorporate that feedback into future podcast episodes. So that's it for this week. Keep rocking in your business and I'll see you for Another episode on Monday because remember we air three times a week every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So subscribe to the show and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Brian Lofermento. For show notes and to get a free copy of Brian's book. Visit us online at the